Welcome to Choices, the podcast that allows you to simply be. I'm Vidya Bellor and my job is to help you think about things a little bit differently, to help you cope with those challenges in life that may be affecting your happiness or performance and hopefully provide you with some clarity in your decision making. Today, let's talk about resilience. Cool, we've needed some of that in the past year, haven't we? But what about from a child's perspective? Do they have more resilience than us as grown-ups? How should we spend more time nurturing and embedding that resilience so that it doesn't erode over the passage of time? What do you do if you have a child who worries a lot? Or what do you do when you have no idea how your child feels? I'll be sharing one key question to put to your child which will uncover how they're genuinely feeling. All that and more coming on this episode of the Choices Podcast. Series 2 is all about those milestones. But as we know, much of those challenges we have in our adult years, we've probably met before in our younger years. The noisiness of our previous experiences as we journey through life can really accumulate from our past. So I guess an appropriate place to start would be childhood. Looking at something typical that many children face, that worry or stress about going to school or being at school. As adults, we found this last year really challenging, haven't we? It's been tricky to navigate. And as we try to gather a sense of what that new normal is, we're still not entirely sure of what that will look, sound and feel like in the future. So imagine being a child experiencing these times, how crazily confusing and disorientating it's been. Here in the UK, one minute they've been going about their business at school, the next minute time out has been called on life for the majority of us, then a strange return back to school, then a brief hiatus for a Christmas break that they just didn't return back from till quite recently. And now here we are into a second Easter break in a set of circumstances that actually no one could ever have really predicted. We think of the long-term implications on our young and the concern for their well-being and mental health, but I think this period, if anything, has really shown us that it isn't a question of resilience. Summing it up with that neat little word, all about one's ability to withstand adversity, bounce back and grow from the experience, is really to underestimate discredit children's natural and abundant capacity, capability and agility to adapt. Children perfectly exemplify in their purity really what resilience is. In this past year as a collective and individually they have epitomised the quality that humanity holds in such high regard as a key to survival. So what happens then? If you're listening to this thinking, yeah, you know, that's all well and good, but I don't identify my child as resilient. In fact, feedback I hear from school is that if anything, they need to build resilience. My child worries about going to school and, you know, every morning there's this drama and each time I drop them off, there's this scene of sorts that's so difficult for all concerned Quite obviously, they have some concern that on the face of it, you'd say, you know, they don't really want to go to school because they're perhaps worried of being told off 
worried they're doing the wrong thing, worried that they're leaving you, worried that they won't have anyone to play with or hang out with. You know, the list is endless. But delve a little further and there are strongly held beliefs that just hold that worry in place based on genuine fears that they have. And it's helpful to acknowledge their fears without overindulging. And that way they feel heard. You know, we all have fears and when they're heard by others and we know that someone is there, we feel less fearful. I know as a parent, striking that balance is sometimes really hard, which is why rather than turn your attention to, you know, what's wrong and focusing in directly on cause and effect, it's really useful to consider some skills that we can keep practicing to harness a sense of resilience that's already present within your child. You know, when people say build resilience, that's actually what they mean to say build upon the resilience that they already have. When you focus on reasserting that resilience, you're giving your child the best chance of meeting the challenge that they face and really helping them to feel resourced in dealing with it. So here are some useful pointers when it comes to resilience. Cultivate a belief in their ability to cope. So in the context that we're speaking of, you're likely to be dealing with a belief around an inability to cope with school for whatever the fear. Now, as a parent, if you go on asserting to your child that they'll be fine, they're not being heard on that deeper level. And if you go on instead to collude with the belief, saying things like, you're not coping with school and I can see that, or you're really anxious, You know, you're reaffirming a belief that's not going to be helpful to them in the long term. And in fact, you're labeling what their experience is. You can simply acknowledge with her, I get how challenging this all is for you, but I believe that you'll cope even if you don't believe that right now. Another pointer, you know, allow them to feel a connection with their support network that is beyond you. So these are all those support networks that your child has. The more, the better. So their friends, their teachers, perhaps grandparents, you obviously, and, and having some interim help from people like me who are not in their educational setting, not in their familial setting, not their friend. Children, whether introverted or extroverted, are still wired for social interactions and really thrive when they have access to a range of support. Allow them the space to talk to someone about what they're going through. It's as important for children as it is for adults to find space to talk about what they're experiencing Talking with someone like me is different because I'm probably going to be the one who isn't trying desperately to fix it. Because in the space that we share, how they're behaving isn't affecting me like it is many of the other stakeholders in their life. And it sounds silly when I say it, but whilst I'm trying to help them, my motivation isn't to fix and to take the pain away that they're experiencing. If anything, 
and getting them to feel into it in a safe space so that they form a different relationship with it. As a parent or caregiver, you're not necessarily able to do that because of the position that you hold by default in your child's life. The space created gives us a real chance to examine what's going on from all angles without guilt, judgment or fear, but instead a sense of curiosity. Another thing is being helpful to other people. You know, those who worry about going to school, they tend to have masses of empathy and understanding for others. In my experience, they're often more sensitive and deep in their feeling. Just allow them to channel this empathetic streak, create opportunities for them to thrive in their natural talent and ability. Children love praise when they're being helpful. But when you have a child who quite often worries about school, a way to fuel and help them process that emotions tank, if you like, is to really nurture the talents of their sensitivity. Allow them to feel a natural sense of competency that they have. It's their superpower. And I'd also suggest that you elicit positive emotion. And what do I mean by that? Find the moments of positive emotion, even during a morning that you might notice. So allow your child to observe what's going well. Sometimes we as parents, we have a tendency to summarise the whole morning as a write-off when actually there are moments that your child has made real efforts, be it to smile or laugh with their siblings. This all reinforces appreciation, love and connection. And when they feel secure, they feel less to fear. Perhaps ask them daily just to share two things that have gone well. One thing that they're proud of. Nurture and feed that sense of self-love. The antidote to fear is love. Hopefully there's some ideas that might get you thinking. It's natural to feel helpless as a parent whose child is in this situation. But as I say to any parent who seeks help for their child... It's as much about knowing how best to support as a parent as it is to directly support them in what they're experiencing. Contrary to this, you may have a child that does really well to mask how they're feeling. So you might ask them, you know, how things are, how school is, and you're met with a, I'm fine, or met with very little information like, I can't remember. How would you know if they're really okay when the truth is that you don't? You could say this one thing. I don't really know what you're really feeling sometimes and that becomes difficult for me to help you. But can I just ask you this one question? Yeah, wait for your child to respond. And here's the question. If your body had a voice and could talk to you before school, What would it tell you? Just listen to the answer without any feedback, without any judgment, without anything at all. Just listen to the answer without any feedback, without 
any judgment, without anything at all, except a thanks for sharing that with me. And based on that information, you'll know instinctively how your child genuinely is. I'd love to hear the responses that you get. So do share them with me. And if you need help and support for you and your child, you know where I am. I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Choices Podcast. Don't forget to share your answers with me to the key question. Send them to choices at vividoutcomes.co.uk. Don't forget to tune in next week when I'll be tackling another significant area of life. I'll catch you next week.